Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Welcome back to episode 99, the Wayne Gretzky edition of the Red Seat Podcast. This is your host, Jake Devereaux. Today, I'm joined by Brian Joyner and Matt Collins to preview the World Series matchup, Red Sox versus the Dodgers. Guys, this is it. This is the final one. Four wins to go. Ready for a lot of late nights. Yep. That's um, the hidden... uh the hidden, the dark side to all this, but... I'm surprised, I'm, at least they're all starting at 8. I'm surprised the LA games are still starting at 8. Yeah, kind of sucks for the people out there, but... Well, screw them. I mean, we're the only ones that count. <laughs> of course. It doesn't suck for them. That means it's going to finish at a reasonable time for them. Well, sure, but if you work, you're going to be... You're not going to be home when it starts. Do you guys yeah, notice? but they're fake fans anyway, so... Okay. <laughs> Game five is six minutes later than the other games for some reason. Yeah, the, that's the A15 one. Yeah. This the schedule this whole postseason has been bizarre. Like they've had like seven thirty two starts and most of them start at like a number that ends in nine. I don't know what they're doing. I wonder if the eight oh nine thing is because nine positions or I don't know. I Can't doubt remember. it. I think it's like an extra few minutes for the pregame or something like that. It's weird. Anyhow, we got the opponent that uh, I think we all wanted to root against in the L.A. Dodgers. Or, I mean, I guess it's fun, right? Boston, I like the L.A. But the Boston, L.A. thing, you don't like that? 
Yeah, I guess. I mean, I wasn't alive in the '80s, so I don't really care that much about the Celtics Lakers. Were you alive in 2008 or 2010? Yeah, but I mean, that was like, I don't know. I don't really think that that gives me the same perspective as like people that were there in the 80s. I don't know. I mean, I don't like. Wait a minute. Don't you know that everything Bill Simmons thinks is what you think also? You didn't know that? I'm actually one of the few people that doesn't uh, hate Bill Simmons. So. Yeah, I think he's good. He's all right. Anyhow. Um, Brewers fans immediately jumped on the Sox bandwagon. Do you see that? Oh, they they had some bad blood. <laughs> yeah. My girl Taylor Swift. Yeah, that uh that happened real fast. There does seem to be sort of a kinship between Brewers fans and and Red Sox fans for whatever reason. The two teams like each the, other. Yeah, uh, Mauricio Dubon connection, man. Yeah, that's right. Shark connection. Yeah, that does seem to be good. So before we get into actually going position by position like we've been doing, um, I want to talk about the roster. Uh, we talked about it last time, uh, whether or not Stephen Wright was going to get a spot. Uh, he's been doing a lot of work throwing, uh, and it seems like he's more and more likely to get a spot, either Hembry's or Workman's spot. Um, Jim Bowden today t- tweeted out that Ralph. Uh, he expects that, so... What's, so that means it's not gonna happen. You think? No, that's actually Nightingale, not Bowden. But um, you no, know, I think it's gonna happen. They said they were gonna make a decision tonight, so we'll probably find out tomorrow morning. Yeah. Or when people are listening to this, they'll probably know by then. Aside from that, do you think there's gonna be any changes, or are they gonna roll with the same unit? I don't know what else they change. So no. Yeah, the only thing I could think of is if they maybe wanted to, I don't know. Put Bobby Pointer on there. I doubt it. But even for me, that seems a little heavy because then also you got to take someone off. You get go to that player and say, "Hey, you got us here. We're gonna put in Bobby Pointer in your place." Yeah, it would be Hembry if it was anybody, and the the reasoning there would simply just be that LA hasn't been great at hitting lefties, so it gives you another situational lefty, but. Well, that's the only way he's going to fulfill the prophecy. So honestly, I should go. I should go with it. <laughs> yeah, it was it's really... kind of hard to throw somebody into that a rookie into that situation when he's pitched in a month. I mean, would he I really, really be worse than Hembry, though? Uh, I mean, he could always get worse. That's true. That's true. Uh, but that's those are the only two possible changes that we could see. I mean, I can't see them adding a different position player or anything like that at this point. It seems like they're going to roll with the crew that got them there. And I would like to so. see Lynn instead of Swihart since they're not using Swihart, but I don't think it's going to happen. Hmm. I, I would like to see Swihart. I'd just like. To well, see I'd like to see Swihart on the field, but it just doesn't seem like that's going to happen. So. I think he'll get some time this series. We did get a question about it uh, from Devers Defender, um, and he says, where the hell is my man Swagheart? He's only available in 16-1 situations, question mark. I mean, let's talk about that a little bit. It does seem like, being that we're going to a National League park for three of these games at least, or only, I guess I should say, um, he should get at least you know a pinch hit or, or something, right? You would think so, but I just kind of – it seems like they don't want to um, 
waste that third catcher and they're like saving her for an emergency, which I hate, but I don't know. He should be used more, but I just, until I see it happen, I don't think I can like predict it or anything. Brian, what do you think? Um, I agree with Matt. Thanks. All right. Well, let's get to our comparison here. Tail of the tape. Um, let's go starting pitchers first. Um, game one, we have Clayton Kershaw versus Chris Sale. Really does not get much better than that. Game two, we have Hyunjin Ryu versus David Price. Game three, we expect it to be Walker Bueller versus Nate Eovaldi. And then game four, Rick Porcello versus Rich Hill. Uh Looking at these two rotations, which one do you think has the edge on paper? I think it's really close. Me too. I would actually give it to the Red Sox, I think, with the way Evaldi's been pitching. Yeah, I'd probably agree. Um, Ryu's been pitching really well, too. I'd probably go slightly to the Red Sox, but I don't know that it's a meaningful difference either way. Here's the Here's the difference. Here's the difference. The Red Sox are getting to pitch against an NL lineup, whereas the NL guys have to face the Red Sox. Yeah, the Dodgers aren't really your typical NL lineup, though. Yeah, but they're still an NL lineup. Fair enough. Call me crazy, but I think the Red Sox, not that they have a huge edge, but I actually think they have a slight edge in every single one of these matchups. I'd rather sail than Kershaw mm, at this point. I don't point. know about that. I'd rather Price over Hyunjin Ryu. I'd rather Eovaldi the way he's pitching over Walker Bueller. Uh, And I'd rather Porcello over Rich Hill. And part of that, I think, has to do with the fact that Eovaldi and Porcello, I trust to go deeper into games than either Bueller or Rich Hill, which matters a little bit less in the postseason. But, I mean, if you can get into the pen a little earlier against those guys, I don't think that's a bad thing. I don't think I'd take Sale over Kershaw right now. Um, and I don't... I think Cavaldi and Bueller... I think that's pretty much even. I can't really make a good argument for either. Uvaldi um, has Sale, been better in the postseason, though. Yeah, but I mean, both of those guys have like such huge potential variances um and Bueller doesn't really seem like a kid who's getting affected by the stage he was really good in that game seven yeah he's he's got the potential to just go nuts anytime he's on the mound um I think they're all pretty even I think the one relatively big edge would be Price over Ryu um but I might still be riding a little high after that uh Price's last start yeah, see, I see that one as pretty close, pretty close to even, considering the year that Ryu has had. I mean, he had an ERA under two this year. Really small sample, but, um, yeah, no, he's been really odd. Yeah. It's going to be good, though, but the, the one thing to note is that three of these pitchers for the Dodgers are lefties, whereas just two of the pitchers for the Red Sox are lefties. Uh, it's it's worth noting that both the Red Sox and the Dodgers lineups have struggled against lefties this year. Well, two point, Erod. 
when you say two of the pitchers are lefties. Two of the starters. Right, but if Erod serves as a, a back an emergency guy, like I feel like through the first half of the series, he's liable to go just short of a starter's number of innings in some capacity, just depending on how it works out. Maybe um, because they might have right too, so that would change things. Well, but if they're bad against lefty. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be close either way. Um, how confident are you guys that Chris Sale is going to be Chris Sale in game one? Not. Mostly. Yeah, I mean, I, that's why I pick. That's why I think I would rather have Kershaw. I'm more confident in Kershaw being Kershaw than Sale being Sale. I did see yeah, I'm more confident in Kershaw being this Kershaw, which say, if Sale <clears throat> feels good, um, he would be better. But he also has the capacity to be worse. Whereas this Kershaw is pretty damn consistent. I saw um, him get roughed up this playoffs, though, at least one of the starts I watched for him. Kershaw? Yeah, he got destroyed. He has two really good starts and uh, one really bad start. Sale. Who, who was the bad one against? That was his first start. That was game one of the NLCS. And then he came back in game five and threw, allowed one run in seven innings with nine strikeouts. Yeah, I watched the one where he only struck out one and looked terrible. He struck out two, but yeah. Yeah, but then he had an eight-inning shutout game against the Braves. And he also pitched an inning of perfect two strike two strikeout baseball in game seven Kershaw's been more good than bad Sale wasn't that great in his last night no but he was dying on the mound he said that didn't happen till after mm, I don't buy it I, th- I think the thing with Sale though is that he can't uh, he can't locate when he's not good so if he can locate he's fine um, Kershaw gets hit when he's bad um which is why i'm not as afraid i feel like if Ker- if sale is on you can't hit him um, kershaw's on you can't hit him uh now i feel like we're acting like kershaw's a lot worse than he is no here's what i'm acting like acting like we have like literally maybe the two best hitters in baseball so sure. if anybody can do it i mean Kershaw's great, but if we're talking Sale versus Kershaw in a vacuum, that's why I'd say I'd give Sale the edge. Yeah, I don't know. It's not in a vacuum, though. It's just Sale was bad the last time we saw him, and he's been dying for, like, a couple weeks. And I'm not saying I think he's going to be bad. I'm just saying I think they're both probably going to be good, and I – probably give a slight edge to Kershaw, but it's not like anything significant. By the way, do you know what we should introduce Chris Sale to? I think this would help him. Food. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see uh, Shaughnessy's tweet today? No. Uh, no, I did not. So he zoomed it he zoomed in on a picture of Chris Sale's elbow and it was a little red. And he was like trying to start like a um, investigation into why Sale's elbow is red. And everyone's like, dude, that's just his fucking elbow. That's his skin. You moron. <laughs> that's... It's like 40 degrees out. That's why. It's really reaching up. for something. Oh, God, it's ridiculous. 
I, I want to point out though with with Kershaw that the current version of Kershaw that we have though is not the version of Kershaw that everybody's used to. And um, if you go by pitch values, and just hear me out here, Matt, before you disagree with me, um, his fastball this year for the first time in his career had it had gone way down in effectiveness last year. Uh, but it was still an above-average pitch last year. It went down to pretty much an average pitch uh, this year, and the only two pitches that were still above average that he threw were his slider, which was still an awesome pitch, um, and then his curveball. Um, but the curveball has lost a lot over the years as well, so uh, he just does not have the same stuff he has. He has okay. to almost pitch without his fastball as a weapon. And despite all of that, he had a 2.73 ERA, a 3.14 FIP, and a DRA that was 30% better than league average. Yeah, see, this is. I mean, if this is like he's still amazing. I know he's not like Pedro version Kershaw anymore, but he's. I'm still very scared of him. I guess. Like, to say. you know, if Charlie Morton does what Clayton Kershaw does late in his career, we're like, wow. This is good season like that was really good whereas with kershaw we're like well you, you used to be better motherfucker i mean it was um, his worst season since 2010 it's just it's sure just and like and he's demonstrably as like matt i i give you those stats but if you look at them they are they are going just they're just ticking up every year but he's still such a good pitcher that he's still better than almost everybody else um but sale he's not everybody else that's it. Yeah, and I, the lineups he goes against on a regular basis are not the Red Sox. Not even it, close. Sure. But, I mean, Sale doesn't go up against the Dodgers that much either. Uh, I think the last everybody... two teams he went up against were definitely better offenses than the Dodgers. Yeah, he was awful against the Astros. But I'd say if Sale and Kershaw are both like at their best, I take Sale every time. I'm just not sure Sale's going to be at his best. That's fair. I'm with you on that. So we we all three agree slight edge to the Red Sox here. Very slight, mostly even, but yeah, if I have to pick somebody, I'd go Red Sox. Yes, the three agreeing will not give a correct <laughs> opinion, the correct view of how close we think it is. Yeah, the what would we say 51 percent Red Sox, forty nine percent Dodgers. No, let's put some respect on it. Let's say like fifty three. All right, I like that. Bullpen. Kimbrell, Barnes, Kelly, and Brazier versus Jansen, Madsen, Kenta Maeda, Pedro Baez, Alex Wood, and company. Who do you guys have here? You listed you listed Kimbrell for the um, Red Sox. Yeah, he's yeah. a he's a Dodgers asset. <laughs> no, I I keep a kid. The last game was beautiful, um, and he he really looked like. I'm gonna give the edge to the Dodgers. Really. Yeah. I think I'd go Red Sox. I think it's another really close one. Um, I don't know. Other than Jansen, I'm not like super afraid of anyone in that Dodgers bullpen. Maeda's guess... been good, but Maeda has been bad, and Madsen has looked like shit at a lot of points this year. Yeah, they're all really inconsistent. I mean, obviously the Red Sox guys are too. They're pitching really well right now. Um, I think that's a better point. Sure. I'm not. I guess I'm not totally confident in the. Um, Dodgers either. It seems like they have a similar pen, whereas looking at it from the outside, and I say 
Matt, that you are sort of looking at it from the inside because you know relief well. Um, that uh, like, oh, those guys are good, right? And then you get against them, and like sometimes they they are, sometimes not. Because Jake yeah. is right. Madsen has been like awful at times this year, and he's been like dominant at times too. I'll give him that. Like he's been all over the place. So I'd say they're pretty similar, and uh, I won't backtrack, so I'll give them a 52%. I think the best argument for the Dodgers is I think it's pretty clear that they have the best reliever in Jansen. Um, I think the, I'd take the Red Sox kind of second-tier guys, but the later you get, the fewer games you have, the more you lean on your best arm. So I think that would probably be the argument for LA. Do you know who uh, you? led the Dodgers uh, relievers in war this year? Bias. Yeah, Bias. Yep. Yeah, Jansen was awful for a long time, but he's he's back. Yeah, Dylan Floro had a sneaky good season for them too. He's going to be on the roster. Yeah. I, I think one of the guys that really helped propel them to their World Series last year though was uh, Kenta Maeda out of the bullpen, and he has been kind of bad this postseason out of the bullpen. Yeah, I feel like he's pitched better lately, but I might just be thinking of literally his last outing in game seven and that's it yeah i'm trying to pull up his postseason stats right now i thought there was a way i could do this very quickly. on baseball reference uh postseason okay here it is uh he has a 491 era so far in the postseason he's huh? still got great strikeout he, numbers but he doesn't yeah i'm looking at it right now hmm. 3.2 innings pitched 4.91. What are you looking at? Fangraphs? I'm on baseball reference. I got six and a third with a 142 ERA. Hmm. Are you saying someone has made a mistake? <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Maeda? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking about Ryan Madsen. <laughs> oh, no. I, <laughs> I bet. <laughs> that would be uh, the confusion. Yeah, yeah, I was right. still talking about why Maeda was bad. Okay, so sorry. Far. Uh, but no, Madsen has looked way better in the postseason. But Brian and I were referring to his very terrible regular season this year because both of us, I think, owned him in fantasy at different times. So we were uh, You remember the, the grand slam the Cubs dude hit on Sunday Night Baseball? Yes, I do. Boat or Bodie or whatever his name is? Yeah, do you remember yeah. who we hit that off of? Be Madsen, right? Yes, you did. Topical. Um, but I agree with you, Matt, that the way that things are shaping up with how Cora uh, has been using the pen, um, the Red Sox make this a lot closer than it would have otherwise been. I think I'm going to go very slight edge here for the Dodgers um, just because I think there are more usable pieces in that pen. And I think when you look at the Red Sox pen, it really is those four guys plus whatever Wait. the starters can give you. Yeah, I was going to ask, do you count like Porcello and Evaldo in sale? I guess price too. I'm counting them. Um, I just think that, you know, in a seven-game series, some of the guys like the Dylan Floros might actually matter a little bit. Yeah, fair well, enough. If you count them, I'd probably go with the Red Sox. Hmm. Yeah. It's I think this is another one that's really close, whichever way you go. Yeah. I'll go slight edge Dodgers, but I don't feel great about it. It's mostly because I'm petrified of Kimbrel still. You don't trust Eric Gagne? 
no, no. He got <laughs> steroids delivered to the clubhouse. I don't trust Eric Gagne. It means he take, does whatever it takes to win. <laughs> yeah, he's not that smart, though. <laughs> uh, let's get to the lineup here. Um, oh, I guess, uh, Matt, you went you went Red Sox, right? Yes. Okay, so two Red Sox, one, one Dodgers. All right. Uh, lineup. Catchers, Sandy Leone and Blake Swihart and Vasquez versus Yasmani Grandal, Mr. Passball, and Austin Barnes. First of all, let's talk about the Dodgers situation here. Is Grandal even going to get consistent starts? I mean, I would think that Roberts is going to go back to him, but he's been a nightmare defensively. I hope they play Barnes. I think Grandal is a lot better than Barnes, but they've been playing Barnes a lot lately so I know Grandal has been awful and I guess it's hard to say from the outside whether how worried you should be about that snowballing psychologically but Grandal is a much better hitter and at least by the metrics he's really not that bad defensively even like blocking pitches no he's a pretty good framer too yeah so I I think he's significantly better than Barnes but they played Barnes pretty much the entire NLCS so I don't know With the Sox, it seems like the more and more they play, the more they're going with Vasquez. Leon's playing game one. Right. He's catching that today. He's sale. catching sale. I wouldn't be surprised if Vasquez catches everyone else. So I guess here we're hoping for Barnes. We know he'll give more steady defense, but he is basically like the Red Sox guys with the bat. He might even be worse than them with the bat. He's got more upside. Sure. Yeah. He. I mean, he had a decent year last year. He had a lot he of healing. Better than decent last year. Yeah. He was really good last year. But Grandal has some serious thump. He hit 24 home runs this year. And he draws a ton of walks. Yeah. He's just flat out a good hitter. He's gonna be. He's gonna be a, um, a guy a lot of people want free agency this year. A lot of Red Sox fans. Uh, I actually like him a lot. I wouldn't yeah, mind I, if I the like team signed him. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think here? I go Dodgers. Me too. Also, I think the Barnes thing shows what we know from watching the Red Sox. Managers like consistency defensively from catchers, um, maybe at, to their own de- detriment, but um, they have shown a marked preference when it comes down to the trade-off versus potential defensive errors versus uh, potential with the bat, uh, not a lot of patience for the uh, defensive errors. It just matters so much in the postseason, you know, seeing guys go from first to second or second to third or sometimes both, you know, with consecutive pass balls like we saw from Grandal, it can really affect the game. And you don't want your pitcher thinking about whether or not the catcher is going to be stopping and you want them to be able to throw their breaking ball with full confidence that the catcher is going to stop it too yeah absolutely um first base uh so i'm actually going with the dodgers too i guess i should say for a catcher um so all three of us for the dodgers um first base is really interesting we have mitch moreland and steve pierce versus max muncie and david freeze uh muncie's a guy who can play first and also plays a little bit of second. Uh, Freeze is the left-handed side of that platoon. 
Uh, Muncy does play almost every day, though, because of his bat. He doesn't really show too much platoon splits. Um, who do you guys like in this matchup? We know that Steve Pierce has been getting a lot more time. He's been having some amazing stretches. He's going to play a lot in this series with the Dodgers having so many lefties. Right. You expect him to get majority of the time. Mitch Moreland probably coming in late in the games as a defensive replacement and as a pinch hitter still. Um, but it's 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 an interesting matchup. I think this is closer than it might seem with the season months he's had. I don't think it's that close. I think it's the Dodgers. I do, however. I could see Pierce just ripping through the Dodgers this series and be the World Series MVP. Sure. I, I mean, anything could happen in a smaller sample. I just think the Dodgers are better. I'm right there with Brian on this one. Steve Pierce versus this many lefties. I'm, like, licking my chops here. Like, but, hold on, but I'm going Dodgers. Go However, on. like, if there was a prop bet, I would like Steve Pierce. He's, uh, I think I saw he's 40 to one for World Series MVP. I would take that. that sort of thing. Yeah, frankly, I just, I'd, I'd take either of them. Um, not Moreland, Muncy. Um, I like them both in that spot. Except for the Red Sox winning the world. Muncy's the best player out of these four, and I think the margin's pretty large there. But I think that in an in individual series, Pierce has just as high of a ceiling. So, as anybody in that group. But I would have Muncie the best. I'd have Pierce and Moreland two and three, and then I'd have David Freeze the fourth I don't best know out of these guys. Why Freeze isn't pretty much the same as Steve Pierce. He he mashes lefties too, and the Red Sox best two starters are lefties. The Red Sox best two starters are much more likely to uh go deep into the game. Like the, what has Freeze ever shown that he can hit in the playoffs, Matt? I think the last series he did pretty well. Also, he was the World Series MVP. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, like he was the on the Cardinals team, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, he would know. He was the guy. Yeah. <laughs> he was every hit. Yeah. Including the one off of uh, that Cruz couldn't get to, I believe. So you're saying he already wasted his moment in the sun. He's It's over for him at this point. He's, he's uh, you know, I would say that except for seeing Craig Council, who was in the middle of both the Marlins and the Diamondbacks final play, it made me remember that like these weird things happen where people show up again and again. It's like um, Edgar Renteria making the final out of two World Series or two, um, I think it was two World Series in a row. Uh, or no, two World Series in his lifetime. Um, one with the Marlins and one uh, against the Red Sox. Um, he hit it back. Oh. Anyhow, that tangent is brought to you by, um, by being what? on a podcast. Oh, I thought you were going to say some beverage. Um, defensively, though, this is where I like the Red Sox. I love Moreland's defense when he's in. I love Pierce's defense. I didn't realize he was such a good first baseman. I don't know whether he's, he's not. Just been he's just playing out of his long. mind right now. It just seems like that's got to be an edge for the Red Sox. Oh, no, I agree. Right? I agree, yeah. I'm just saying, like, historically, Steve Pierce hasn't been that great. He's just, for some reason, he's been unbelievable this postseason. I'm going to agree with you guys and go Dodgers here just because of Muncie, but it would not shock me one bit. Like, 
if the Red Sox first baseman end up having way more of an impact on this series. You know what? Screw it. I'm going Red Sox here. I just don't understand how you can make that argument for Pierce and not Freeze. Pierce's defense. I guess. I think that's stretching it. It is. Literally stretching it. Jake, I got you. Jake, I got you. I got you. Because fuck David. Yeah, exactly. And honestly, I would say fuck Steve Pierce if he wasn't on the Red Sox, but he is. I love that guy. Second base. Oh boy, here it comes. Second base, we have Ian Kinsler, Brock Holt, and Mookie Betts versus Kike Hernandez and Chris Taylor. Mookie is going to get in at second during this I series. I think so, too. It's happening. It sure is. And him setting foot there for like a half second just pushes the Red Sox over the top. Easily. Yeah, I mean, it all comes down to whether or not he plays there. If he plays there, it's obviously the Red Sox. I think he's going to get all three games there. I think he'll shift to the outfield know. at some point during the game, depending on what the score is. Yeah, depending is. on situation. But I think it depends on how – and I wouldn't be surprised if you're right. I don't want to make it sound like I'm disagreeing with you. But if, like, Kinsler or Holt is, like, plays really well in the first two games, I can see them kind of shying away from it. But I think it'll happen at least two of the three games. I'm so excited that this is actually going to happen because – all, all, all things point to this, right? I mean, the way that Core is talking about it, the reps yeah, that he's been getting. Yeah, they kind of backed off a little bit, to be fair, but I think it's gonna happen. This might be the most exciting side storyline of the World Series, right? Um, unless Nick Punto throws out a first pitch, then yeah. <laughs> the Punto deal, gotta love that. Um, but let's talk about the Dodgers guys here a little bit too. Kike Hernandez, underrated player. Um, continuously it seems like Chris Taylor had a really good year last year hasn't been quite as good with the bat this year and he's a guy that gets a bunch of time in the outfield as well yeah I mean he was fine Um, totally totally solid Uh, Kike Hernandez uh, was like a 260-ish guy with uh, a little bit of pop you know over 20 home runs this season both those players are dangerous yeah and they both move all around field they both make an impact defensively and on the bases um yeah they're just they're good all-around guys i mean obviously they're not monkey pets which is why the red sox get the edge but um these are good players if you take out mookie it's them right they have the edge yeah yeah definitely yeah um shortstop bogey versus manny machado Just think about what you just said. Of course, Manny Machado is here. Like, yeah, I hate it, but obviously, I he is he's gonna go to the Yankees, and he's just like a one-man Red Sox trolling. Who are you gonna hate more, Machado or uh, Sanchez? This is tough. Sanchez. Sanchez. I thought so. <laughs> I think I hate because Machado because I respect how good he is. Like I don't fucking amazing. He's a dirty player. I'm with Yellick. Yeah. Oh, I hate Machado. Does Machado even deny it? Really, at this point? 
No, he just smirks with his shitty haircut. <laughs> Yeah, his hair, his hair fucking sucks, dude. <laughs> it's the worst. Well, what are you doing? Anyhow, yeah, you get so much money, you gotta find a better Xander Bogarts, but yeah, Bogarts could be better than him on any given day, obviously. I yeah. would certainly bet all of my dollars that Manny Machado is better and will probably be better because you know what? He's actually performed in the playoffs, too, so I really can't. He's going to hit at least much. one absolute moonshot. Um, over everything in left field. It's well, probably going to be off via Valdi. Remember. No, Valdi's pitching it out. They it's really be could. Team. They really did have different balls last year in the World Series. Hembry was complaining about it. This, but um, he might – we could have like 15 to 13 games. So in that case, he's going to have many moonshots. And so is JD. Yeah. Clear edge for the Wilson um, players. Hembry was already complaining about the baseballs. He said they've been different all postseason. Hmm. Whatever that's worth. How would he know? He's only touched one like twice. <laughs> they throw uh, bullpen sessions sometimes, Jake. I don't know if you knew that. I can't believe they players. let him touch the game balls. <laughs> what the fuck did Heath Hembry do to you? <laughs> Too many implosions, buddy. Well, he has all this. He has this. Has all this price anger that needs to go somewhere else. Now. <laughs> Fair enough. That's right. Henry's my new target. Keith Henry. You're really aiming high on that one. Yeah, I'm definitely picking on the kid with no <laughs> friends right here. Um, third base, uh, Devers and Nunez versus Justin Turner in his disgusting beard. Turner, Turner with his disgusting beard. Yeah, I agree. Turner is fabulous he's incredible and i hate him i don't think i really ha- gave enough credit for how good he was until i looked at his numbers today he's fucking he is getting better yeah, he it's ages. ridiculous do we have a slash line for him on the season i can go on he was a three four five guy i can tell you that much uh yep yeah, 312 406 518 mm, that doesn't suck in, in the pitcher's paradise by the way yeah, he's really good. And started late, which meant he didn't really yeah. have training. He came in cold. Yeah. Is this the biggest edge we've had in any position so far? Uh, so far, yeah. 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 Huge win for the Dodgers here. This is our first major victory. Um, yeah, I agree. The, the guy does everything. Uh, left field, Benintendi versus Jock Peterson and uh, Taylor. I think you gotta throw Matt Kemp in here too, although he hasn't been playing that much lately. But he's still kind of a right-handed guy that can play there. And bench boy Kemp. Ah, <laughs> uh, I go Benintendi, but it's close. I go Benintendi, and I would say it's sort of close. And Kemp factors into it, but in some cases, depth I think helps your case, and in other cases, I think it's sort of redundant. In this case, I think it's sort of redundant. and so bad he's ahead. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys why you're wrong about this being close. Because Benintendi, unlike these three guys, knows how to play left field at Fenway. So he's going to have even a bigger defensive Can I give you a hot take usual. about that? Left field is the easiest outfield position at Fenway. Mm, not if you don't know how to play it correctly. If you even want to play any of them correctly, which none of the Dodgers do, I would say left field's the easiest. 
the triangle in center field is unlike anything else in right field i think it's the hardest so then our elite defensive outfield gets even a bigger boost at Fenway. sure Absolutely. I think that's a big factor in the series. So if you think this is even close offensively. You know, the field is the easiest because Manny played it. True, but look at uh, what happened Manny when the other Ramirez no, tried to play it. Because Hanley played it. Hanley played it god-awful, though. <laughs> he was the worst. I mean, I'm I, not saying left field is easy. I'm, it's more about how hard I think the other ones are than left field being easy. I think he has got the best bat the out of those three. Ball. The goal balls are going over the wall in this game. Peterson's really good against righties. He's not going to hit against lefties. I would say Benintendi's better against righties than Peterson is. The Red Sox are going to be pitching more righties than the Dodgers. That's true. I don't think Benintendi's going to be say, seeing much right-handed pitching in this series. Peterson will. Still like Benny. I mean, I think Benny's got the edge. I'm just saying, Peterson makes it close. You like Jock? Jock swings and misses a lot, though, man. He doesn't put the ball in play a lot. I don't care. He hits for crazy power. He draws a ton of walks. He's really good. I'm a big Jock Peterson guy. All right. So closer for you guys than it is for me. Uh, center field: JBJ versus Bellinger. Cody Bellinger. Where are you guys going here? Both MVPs. Both league MVPs. That's true. League's uh, championship series MVPs. Well, if defense was ever going to matter, it would be in the series. This is the defense edge. Big time defense edge. You know, Cody Bellinger only had 591 OPS in that NLCS and he won MVP. What uh, What was our boys, JBJ's? Definitely higher than that. He had a couple home runs, a double, and a bunch of walks. Uh, I'm looking it up. 1067? Yeah, that'll do. Anyways, I'll go Bradley, but I don't know. Again, I think this comes down to what they do with Betts. Because Benintendi in center field is still an edge over Bellinger, but it's not as much of an edge. Yeah, I agree with Matt. Um, but I still go Red Sox just because I think Bradley's going to be out there most of the time. I'm really surprised you guys didn't agonize about this at all. I mean, Bellinger had an unbelievable year in 2017 offensively and had still a really solid year this year offensively. I mean, he's a way better player offensively. You guys must think that that defense is going to be a huge, huge factor in the series. And it's not like Bellinger's inept defensively. No, but I think what you were saying about left field, I feel that way about center field. Okay. Center field is massive at Fenway. you got to cover a lot of ground out there. Bellinger's strength is not taking not exactly small. What's that? Dodger Stadium is not exactly small. Right. No, but it's more straightforward with dimensions. Like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of different angles you got to play in center field. Right, but I'm saying that like the defense also translates. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. I'm I'm going Bellinger here. I think offensively the edge is just so big, even though JBJ did what he did. Uh, yeah, I think you gotta. I guess it depends on how you feel about Jackie Bradley on a hot streak. Because I think Jackie Bradley's on a hot streak right now, and I think that makes him a totally different player. 
I mean, him on a hot streak is basically the perfect player. So, yeah, just about. Be but I mean, I think there's an argument that the off days could kind of cool him down. I'm just not sure I would buy it. Brian, you're the tiebreaker here. Where are you going? I um, surprisingly to me, uh, I'm going to go JBJ. Interesting. Okay. So we have Edge Red Sox at center field. Right field, Betts and J.D. Martinez versus Yasiel Puig. He's been super hot. Yeah, unfortunately. These guys hang out. It's Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah, not that close. Doesn't matter what Puig did. Screw Puig. I, don't I love Puig. Guy. I love Puig. Jake, Puig, your friend. What? Puig, your friend. Puig, my friend? I don't think so. You never heard that? No. Oh, well, now you have. Anything Puig, I try to avoid. Ugh. DH. That's an old man baseball take. I'm just going to say it. Yeah, I have some old man tendencies. I'm going to go mow my lawn even though it's night after this. <laughs> Homeowners Association won't like that. <laughs> That's right. I'll complain at my own self. <laughs> DH is JD versus some mess of Dozier, Kemp, Peterson, uh, Turner. I put Peterson and Turner there because last year in the World Series, those two got the most run at DH. I really don't know who they're going to be playing at, at DH. Kemp game one. Kemp game one. Could be any mix of these yeah, guys. Literally anybody could do it on that team. But it doesn't matter, right? Yeah, it's obviously JD. Bench, Swihart, Vasky, Holt, Nooney, Pierce versus Barnes, Freeze, Dozier, Taylor, and Kemp. Any of those guys I just named could be starters for them at any given point, but I still think it's the Sox. What? Yeah. Wow. I don't think it's close. I think it's the Dodgers in a blowout. There is so much talent on that Dodgers bench. But part of it, they're going to be starting, you know? Yeah, and then they're going to be shifting in because they're all platoon players. So when the Red Sox start a lefty and then they don't really have left-handed relievers, they're just going to, like, do a line change. And, and this is the strength of the Dodgers team, right? Like, yeah. The interchangeability. The they're, like, yeah. switch everything. I don't know. I'm not the only one that feels this way. What's his name for uh... – MLB.com, Anthony Castro-Vince did it today, and he had uh, the Sox bench as well. well. I think he's wrong, too. Well, I'm just saying. I'm not alone on this. I'm surprised. I think... Oh, wow. I just... Okay. I, I love how Holt's swinging the bat right now. I like the versatility that they have at catcher. You know, I, I still think there's something to be had in Nunez. I don't know. I just like it. And Dozier's been super cold, and Kemp's been shit. So, and Freeze can only hit lefties. Barnes doesn't scare me at all. I mean, the guy who I'm really looking at is Taylor. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Freeze does hit lefties as we like he hit. He definitely hits lefties, but that's all he does. Yeah, but he's going to be starting those first couple games, which is going to put push like probably Kike Hernandez to the bench. You think it's going to be Kike on the bench? I mean, probably. I'm kind of just throwing out a name. I don't know who it's going to be. 
But I mean, that's part of the point is that they have so many options. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I can see the argument. And I think that most people would say that it is the Dodgers here. And I think that, you know, you you could certainly be right. I just love the, the way that Cora has been pushing the buttons this postseason. Yeah, I mean, I think if we did something for manager, I would definitely pick Cora. Well, let's do manager. That's fair, but that's a different. I think that's a different discussion than better bench. So let's talk about that. I mean, manager is sort of the last position here to talk about. We have uh, old friend Dave Roberts versus uh, Alex Cora. Um, Brian, do you agree that it's Edge Cora here as well? I mean, Roberts yeah. has been a great manager. Yeah, Edge Cora. Okay. I think part of it is that we watch the Red Sox so much, and manager is one of those things where. You really have to watch the team on a regular basis to really understand. So there's some bias that shows. Tactically, everybody speaks highly of Roberts, though. Yeah, I don't know that that's the biggest impact a manager makes. So here's where we have it. At the end, we have starting pitcher, Red Sox, bullpen, Red Sox, catcher, Dodgers, first base, Dodgers. Uh, second base Red Sox, shortstop Dodgers, third base Dodgers, huge advantage, left field Red Sox, center field Red Sox, right field Red Sox, DH Red Sox, bench Dodgers, and manager Red Sox. Certainly more advantages there for the Red Sox. From Can I ask a question about Dave Roberts? Yeah. How many um, Red Sox players do you think he gets a louder cheer than during uh, pregame introductions at Fenway? Uh, almost all. Would be all except Betts, JD, and Sale. I was kind of thinking that too. I don't know how confident I am, but that's kind of where I was leaning. I was going to say like 20. The first time. I think they only do it the first game. I know, but um, this is it, Dave. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's I not getting cheered when he's making a pitching change or anything. I was standing next to Dave Roberts this offseason. I was at a Wizards game, and I was standing by the floor, and he was standing right next to me. There was some kids' group. I have no idea why. Um, and that was it. And now he's in the World Series trying to beat the Red Sox. I must have pissed him off. He's had a better year than you, I would say. You made it to the World Series. Mm-hmm. I think there are a think, fair number of uh, guys in Massachusetts who have named their daughters after Dave Roberts. That's how much they like him. Named their daughter after Dave Roberts? Yeah, yeah I don't know why you wouldn't have gone with son there, but okay. No, I'm just saying, that's how extreme it is. I think there are some people that would name their daughters Dave Roberts. I mean, son's pretty obvious, but I mean, people people love him here. They do. Um, you can't really tell if you name somebody after Dave Roberts, though, because that's kind of a common name. It's not like Mookie or Nomar or anything like that. Would you name your son Dave Roberts Collins? Mm, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be my first choice, but... It's not a terrible name, though, Dave Roberts yeah, Collins. It's, fine. it's not Mookie Xander Collins. Sounds like you signed like one of the state constitutions in 1943. <laughs> Actually, my son's middle name has to be Gerard. It's a family name. So. Uh, all right. Um, should we get to predictions? 
Let's do it. Who wants to go first? I know how much Brian loves doing this. Okay. To atone and to be bold, I'll say Red Sox in five. Fuck. Me too. That's what I was going to. Oh, God. That scares me. Oh, my me. God. They're so going to lose. Yeah, and, that really scares and, me. And the 10 people who respond to us on <laughs> Twitter are going to have a field day. <laughs> it'll be good for our brand, but it'll be tough to swallow. We had me and Brian picked the Astros last time, right? You picked yeah. the Red Sox. Yeah, I had Sox and seven. All right. I, I don't even know if I want it to go only five. I mean, I do, but um, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I would not mind it, but uh, you know, I like good World Series. So long I have as a Red massage Sox scheduled. I have a massage scheduled for right after the Red Sox season ends. That's so awesome. I'm kind of looking forward to that. <laughs> it's uh, is it is it a hand massage from all the uh, the the key key typing you've been doing? <laughs> no, it's a real. I have a gift card to a spa. I've never gotten a massage before, so I've been saving this gift card till the season's over, and I'm so excited. I had never gotten one, and my wife like a few years ago got me one. Man, I'll tell you, they beat the fuck out of you. It's great. I'll take it. I need one so bad. Yeah, it's a it's a good feeling, that's for sure. I cannot believe we all went Red Sox in five here, but it's it is terrifying. Yeah. Uh, let's get to our questions before we end the podcast. Uh, two minute warning asks us how Cora should manage JD in the away games, followed by is Mookie gonna play second from uh, Brad Stevens. Um, these two. Uh, we sort of addressed it, but do you guys think there's any other possibilities? Let's just talk about the possibility of Mookie not playing second. What do they do with JD in that that way? Um, he plays left. Benintendi plays center. And Bradley sits. Okay, so kind of how they handled it during interleague games this year. Or, I guess they could put Mookie. Actually, I'd probably rather see Mookie in center and JD in right. I think that's what they're more comfortable with. Yeah, that's probably what they would do. Either way, Bradley's sitting. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Red Sox on Briff, I guess is how Brian's telling me to say, say it. Uh, so he he DM'd me. He DM'd me. He was very happy with me for correcting it. <laughs> oh, good. Well, du fromage and un jupe and whatever other French words I know. need French lessons. Brian could help him, but I doubt he's available. Listen, getting lessons from from Brian for anything, I feel like would be a nightmare. We made too stupid, so who gives a shit? Sorry. Hey, that was rude. I know. That's why I said I was sorry, Jake. I knew. All right. Well, I was going to call you Setu and Gross Tet, but now I'm not going to. Okay. We. All right. Vinny has our next question. He says, pick one World Series you'd you'd have you'd you'd to have. Uh, I think he means which one of these we wish the Red Sox had won. Out of 67, 46, 75, and 86, and he says, are you confident in Chris Sale going into Game One? I'm not. The dude was in a hospital a week ago. I'm scared. Uh, I'll tackle this one first. Um, the one World Series I wish the Red Sox had won that they didn't from when I was not born, because all these I was not born during. Um, 
1946. I just wish Ted had got one, especially after serving his country in World War II. I think that would have been sweet. I don't care about any of those things. don't know why 2003 wasn't on there. I know yeah, they didn't make the World one. Series. That would be the one for me. Okay. I don't uh, care that it would negate 2004. I don't care. I don't care. I mean, 2003 would just turn into 2004. That's all. Yeah, it did anyway. Um, we already talked about Sale. Uh, you guys are petrified. I am not. I think he's gonna... I don't think I'm petrified. I'm Wait, probably when did I say that? I gave yeah, Sale I the advantage. Was, yeah, I think I was the only one that wasn't super confident. I'm probably dare you. How dare you put words in my mouth, sir? <laughs> I just figured you agreed with Matt. My bad. Um. Colby Cushing asks our next question. He says, what's the thought on Kimbrel's struggles and how do they come into play in the World Series? Was Eric Gagne's advice about Chris Sale, uh, about Kimbrel tipping his pitches legit or just the placebo effect confidence booster? I don't care. I don't know. How would I know? Well, somebody on the athletic, I kind of feel bad for getting the guy's name, but he uh, found a something he was doing that was tipping his pitches. I don't know how much of an effect it really had. Um, Didn't it have but, to do with him coming set? Yeah, and how he was holding his hands from the set. Right. Um, so I think even – I mean, I think it was probably more placebo than anything, but it's probably a mixture of both. Yeah, and um, and give some credit to uh, Jen McCaffrey. She talked to a scout too, and basically the scout said it doesn't, you know, explain the command issues that he's having. So. Oh, yeah. Still yanking balls. And Jake, I would like to give uh, credit to you. You you've now beaten me in fantasy football officially. Congratulations to you. Oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, next one comes from uh, Bob, who is a friend of the podcast. He says, "Will the Red Sox win the World Series in four or five games?" We all say five, Bob. That means they're gonna lose. So you know. Uh, Jake has our next question. He says, how close to 100% does Stephen Wright need to be to get a nod in the bullpen? I don't think he could possibly be 100% healthy just two weeks uh, after getting removed from the ALDS roster. 90? Sure. What do you, what do you say, Brian? As hard as he's going to throw his fastest pitch, that percent. So, like, if it's 78%, 78 miles per hour, that's what it is. Yeah. Magical thinking, Jake. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going to go with uh, if he's on the mound, he's 100%. Chris Sale style. It's a different injury, though. That's This is a knee, right? You need to feel good about your knee to really feel good about being on the mound. Not if there's cortisone in that sucker. Lots I guess. Of it. The thing with Stephen Wright is that if he's not good, you don't get a lot of warning. It's just—it's just a disaster from the start. Yes, it's scary. All right, last question of the night. Camden Prather asks, "Why do you have a grievance against Carabas?" What? It must be for me. I, I don't, don't know where that's coming from. I don't. Um. I squashed a beef that I also started. <laughs> um, 
It sounds like it. Even though, well, I, but I like I, I had been passive aggressively posting, and he saw it, and uh, and he came to me. We talked it out. I apologized because there was no need for it. I figured if it rubs me the wrong way, I always just unfollow because I respect the guy's hustle. So I have no beef with him. Um, unlike, like, I have no desire to beef with people online who are not like you guys. That's why I like to argue with you on the podcast. Yeah, I've had and, uh, nothing but positive interactions. And emails. Uh, however I can beef with Jake, I do it. Um, so I have no beef with Parabola. He uh, does good work, that's for sure. Um, all right. I mean, the dude is a success story. It's incredible. Um, I uh, It's sort of Simmonsy, and it's uh, very impressive. So why beef with that? You won't find the beef here, that's for sure. Um, all right, so... Uh, let's close out the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, go on, rate and review us. Uh, give us five stars. We got two more reviews since the last time I uh, called for reviews. So thank you guys for those. Um, subscribe to the show. Get it right to your phone. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, and then follow us on Twitter. Follow Brian at, at Brian Joyner. Brian with a Y, Joyner with an I. Follow Matt at Matt R Y Collins. Follow me at, at @devjake and most importantly follow the site at, at @overthemonster for all your Red Sox news. Um, and we will be with you during the World Series. I bet we'll uh, we'll put at least one out mid-series unless they close this thing out real quick. Uh, so go Sox, everybody! And uh, that was me sure. knocking on wood, everybody. Yes, I am also doing it. All right, later, guys.